Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. This is a live call, and it happens every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you are looking to join us in the future, just know this is a live call, 10 a.m. Eastern And you can also ask and type in, call in with your questions and concerns during the show. Well, my name is Ellie Molina, and I am your hostess for today's episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights. And today's conversation is going to be all about unlimited possibilities. Is there such a thing? And if yes, what does this look like? So is it possible to live a life without, without limiting ourselves? Can we really take have, create life without limits? Well, that's where we're going to go uh, as soon as we finish doing some business. All right, my introduction, I'm Ellie Molina. I'm a psychic, an intuitive, an educator. I am the creator and founder of SciKids Academy, SciKids Academy, is a program designed for children and their adults to teach children to remote view, develop their psychic and intuitive abilities, raise consciousness, and also to teach focused awareness. So it's a fascinating program that has many benefits, including uh, the side benefit of becoming emotionally highly intelligent. And now that's a great skill to be teaching a young person at a very early age. And children can remote view starting age three to four, seeing without their eyes and doing remarkable things. Anyway, if you'd like to learn more about that, just contact me at Ellie at EllieMolina.com or go to www.psikidsacademy.com and learn more about it. All right. Thank you for that. And I'm going to welcome some of our guests here today. We've got Josie and Bobby and Thomas. And so thank you all for being here on the live call. And I would love for you to participate if you can. And if not, that's okay. You can just type in the things that you'd like to share and say. And Deb is here this morning too. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for being here. I'm going to start with a bit of astrology. I don't know about you, but Yesterday, I felt as if I were in full moon energy. The traffic was wild. Accidents on the highway were crazy. I live in New York, in the suburb of New York, and driving was an experience that I have not had in years. That's how wild it was with car accidents and crashes and just really, really off the charts, high energy. So that was yesterday. And I kept saying to myself, oh, things have got to slow down a little bit energetically. Only I noticed today, it's like when everything started getting frazzled again really early, it's like, oh, what's going on with the energy? And it turns out that there is a Mercury conjunct Mars in Scorpio. And so that could mean very different things for other people, depending on where it is located in your particular house. But when Mercury rules the contracts, it says, don't sign on this particular day. Don't have important interviews or give a presentation 
And if you're giving that presentation, just manifest that it goes really well or listen to this podcast after you give that presentation. Avoid requesting favors from important people. And guess what? If you're not remote viewing or clearing your day or creating your day, you're going to hit some roadblocks today. So not that I want to set you up for that kind of energy, but just know that uh, sometimes, even though we, I do, I personally believe that we are greater than our astrology and that it just inclines, but there is something that is, uh, it's, it's, you know, the universal cosmic energy. There is an energy that we are tapped into. And if enough people around us in our, in our community or where we live in our area are tapped into a more frazzled energy that's going to affect us on some level. And we've got to really move into controlling that energy within us so that we do not become um, hijacked by it, victims of it, sheep uh, blindly moving along in that energy. So again, to have heightened awareness of what's going on in your body, the way that your body is responding to the energy field, to people, places, and circumstances, times, and events. So Tomorrow is also the 11-11. And it's interesting because I started to spend some time researching the 11-11 portal. And the thing that I, you know, the thing where I got stuck on this 11-11 portal is that it basically only goes back to new age teachings. And so it goes back to new age channelers. It goes back to, um, basically new age stuff. There's nothing in, there are no biblical references. There are no past historical references to anything having to do with 1111 being a portal of any kind into the cosmic universe. And now that's not to say that it's not, especially if enough people believe that it is, that you can, you know, if everybody collectively gets together at 1111 at 11, uh, of course the energy is going to be affected. That is, known there are co- there are consciousness experiments where where people have actually physically been able to raise the vibration of the planet so if you are going to tap in tomorrow to an 11 11 uh consciousness raising meditation i'm going to suggest you do it at 11 11 with many of the other people in the world who are going to be doing that at 11.11. But you see, here we go again, because 11.11, your time is not going to be 11.11 in in Singapore. or So you're going to tap into 11.11 at your particular time and create what it is that you want. But in terms of historically going back into biblical uh, references, even into into other references, into other texts, going into the Quran, going into um, Catholicism. The only thing that I could find in in digging around and researching, going back into the roots of the Seventh-day Adventists, the Adventists, going back into Eastern and Oriental Orthodoxy, and Catholicism, Judaism, is to find that... um, Rudolf Steiner came up with Rudolf Steiner for anybody who doesn't know who Rudolf Steiner was. He, um, fabulously intelligent, brilliant man. Uh, Rudolf Steiner came up with, uh, the belief that in 1879, 
um, in November, and I quote, a momentous event took place, a battle of powers of darkness against the powers of light, ending in the image of Michael overcoming the dragon. And so this is what Rudolf Steiner stated. And then the French occultists and philosophers and theosophists, uh, they started talking about the archangel Michael as coming down on the 11 during the month of November. So again, where the 1111 came from, I'm just going to tell you, you can go back and do your research. However, there is nothing in ancient historical texts that support anything of an 1111 portal. It feels more as if this is something of an esoteric belief, new age belief that has taken on popularity and grown. But like I said, open up your open up your chakras, do your meditation. I'm not one to tell you what to do or what not to do. If you love this the opportunity to tap into that energy at that time, please do. You will be tapping into some collective consciousness of other people around you tapping in and again going inward and going to the god within you and going to the divine is always a wonderful time no matter when you go to do it. Um, okay, so that was my talk about 1111. And then we move on to November 12th, which is the Sun Trine Neptune. So this is a great day if you're going to be planning um, some sort of romantic activity. Hey, you know, go out to eat, go to a concert, go visit a spa, do something special on this day. And then they're just on the 13th. This is a good idea to just check some of your stuff as Mercury is opposite of Uranus. So you just maybe want to check some of that. And then there's pretty, pretty much quietness happening um, until the 17th. And that'll be next Wednesday. And when we'll talk about that, but we are getting close to full moon lunar energy in Taurus and a lunar eclipse coming on the 19th. So Anybody have any questions right now? This would be a perfect time as I transition to go into um, talking about unlimited, limitless possibilities in life. So if anybody has any questions or comments, uh, please type them in or just hit the call button. There's a call button on your, on your app and you can just hit that button and call in and ask your question. All right, so I'll give you a couple of seconds to, to do that. All right. All right, no comments? No. <laughs> All right, come on, come on. I love comments. I love interaction. That's why it's a live call. So anyway, while I'm waiting for some comments and interaction, then I'm going to talk to you about looking at life without limits. Like, what does that mean? And... I'm going to read you something that was written anonymously and well, it wasn't anonymous. It's just that nobody knows who wrote it. And it says a careless word may kindle strife. A cruel word may wreck a life. A bitter word may hate instill. A brutal word may even kill. A gracious word may smooth the way. A joyous word may light the way. A timely word may lessen stress, a loving word may heal and bless. So for those of us who are highly aware and in tune with our words and our thoughts, 
To live a life without limits is to begin to live a life of being highly and consciously self-aware first. It begins with self-awareness. And of course, there are different levels of self-awareness. And this is what so many people strive to study, that when, when people go to the monks, to the monasteries and become monks, or they start to study Buddhism, or they start to study anything, it is the anything spiritual. It is the idea that we start to look at us as human beings interacting not only with ourselves but with the world around us and the person the place to begin is really with ourself and if you've ever paid attention to the language you know we do talk about me we talk about i myself and i am and there's tremendous amount of power in the i am and in looking at the taking apart the myself and to seeing the different aspects of who we are as an individual with different layers of consciousness. So when a person is, I'm going to say asleep, and not to confuse this with the terminology that is being used today, I am talking about the old terminology that was used in by Gurdjieff when he called people, and he referred this back into, this goes back into further into Islamic and other um, doctrines, including Judeo-Christian beliefs and even texts of older nature. The idea that the human being lives in a sleeping consciousness, it is a hypnotic state. In order to survive in our world or even alone, we have to do things in habitual ways. Otherwise, if everything were a cognitive process, if we had to think about everything that we were doing, we wouldn't be able to function in this world. Let's take, for example, when you first, if you drive a car, when you first learned how to drive, Driving was a cognitive function. You couldn't be driving and listening to the radio or driving and doing anything else. You had to pay attention to what you were doing at that exact moment. All your focus, all your skills were present in that moment. And the only thing that existed was you, that car, the road, and perhaps the person sitting next to you teaching you. All of a sudden, after a few times on the road and maybe even years, one day you're driving and you don't even remember how you got to where you were because you were you drove on autopilot. Your body was going through the movements of driving, but your mind was totally checked out. You were somewhere else. And then you wonder, how did I even get there? And that's what we do 90% of the day. We are in autopilot. That is habituation. That is the human machine. That is the state of hypnotic sleepwalking. And the body needs it in order to, to, in order to survive. However, if we remain in that hypnotic state all day long, functioning on autopilot, there is no awareness. There is no possibility. We, that's where this whole, these metaphors come from, humans as cogs and machines doing the same thing, Groundhog Day, because we have not 
woken up. And I don't mean like woke now, you know, like, oh, a woke person. I'm talking about we have not stepped out of the habituation. So now if we go back and take a step out of habituation and get really present to where we are right now at this moment in time, just take a look at yourself from a higher perspective, looking down at your body and watching yourself right now where you're sitting. Take a look at where you are. See yourself from a higher perspective and you'll get a different perspective of yourself and your life when you take it from the conscious view of stepping out of your body and looking down as if you were watching a scene out of a movie and you're in it. That's a different level of consciousness. It's a different level of awareness. And pull it in and then look at your body and recognize your body. Look at your hand. Be present to maybe a ring that you've got on. Now you're present in your body. And it's a different perspective again. Now you're out of sleep. Now you're out of the habituation. You may start to see things a little bit differently. When we can remember to do that during the day a few times, we take ourselves out of the habitual way of being. We take ourselves out of sleep, out of that conscious sleepwalking. And it is in those moments in time when we can take ourselves and become the powerful I am Now that goes back to I am as the creator. I am goes back to the biblical. It is the term for God in in the Hebrew. When it is translated and into the Aramaic, it goes back to that I am. I am the creator. In the space of I am as a powerful human being, we can create anything. We can create healings. We can create telekinesis. We can stop objects. We can get red, uh, green lights when we're driving. We can get parking spaces. We can heal ourselves and other people. We can do amazing things. We have this power built within us. However, when we're sleeping through the power and unconscious of it, we give in to the conversations around us of that's not possible. Oh, that's never been done before. Oh, they can't. We just give in to these mindless chatter conversations that we have been taught and that we go into as habituation because it is easier and requires less energy. When you're manifesting, I don't know if you're doing the 21 day manifestation journey with us and you're working now on manifesting and you're working on manifesting from a conscious, a conscious space, not habituation, you're going to experience this takes a whole nother level of energy than doing it from the habit. And when we can step back and take a look at our energy and approach our manifestations with the powerful energy of the I am creator. It does take more. It takes much more energy. That is when we can begin to live a life of unlimited possibilities. Um, I'm getting some very interesting uh, comments over here. Um, Okay. (laughs) Deb says, yes, you know what? We knew this as children. We know this. And then we are untaught as we get older. So now let's take ourselves back to the, um, let's get back to the I am possibilities where we declare very powerfully, I am. And when you step into your I am 
and you own I am. It gets into your body. So if it's not in your body, then I'm going to encourage you to start to practice it. Say it to yourself out loud. Nobody's there. And if they are, go into a space or a room where there's no one around and own the I am and get that into your body. I am the creator. I am the one who can do that. Now, we we don't do everything solo, alone. We do use the divine. We are co-creators with God. But the power to I am is there within us. We need to use it. We need to tap it and turn it on the way that we turn on electrical switches. We don't understand, right? This is the old cliche, this metaphor. You've heard it hundreds of times from other people talking Um, we don't know how to electricity works unless you're an electrician or an engineer. Uh, But we just go and we trust that when we flip the switch, the lights are going to go on and we trust that process. And we don't think about it. We don't even think about how we get to look on the computer and see each other and connect to the internet. We don't know how that's done. Most of us, 99% of us, yet we don't question it any longer. We know that it works and it's there. And that same power that created all of these things around us that we just take for a, and we just take it all for granted and assume that it works and we believe it because we get to see it with our eyes. We forget that who created all of that? Human beings created all of that. It was done by someone or a collective group of people putting together, I am able to do this. I am able to do this. And this is their creation. This is what they have created together. It's not just one single person with one idea created all of this. These ideas were stacked together and then built upon. So if there is anything in your life right now where you're thinking, oh, I am so limited by my possibilities, I'm going to tell you, step out of that belief. Because there are people in this this life, you hear about them all the time, people who have created the most amazing things. And it wasn't just they were born lucky or somebody show. They were driven in the I am possibility. So whatever it is about the I am, stepping into this I am, you can step into this through meditation. You can step into it through walking, taking a walk and just speaking to the universe. Maybe say it to yourself a hundred times. I am a powerful manifester. I am the creator of my life. I am able to live a life with limit, without limit, without, without limited possibilities. I am able to do these things. You know, Henry Thoreau, the philosopher, once wrote, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And you know what? If you think about it, so many people live life in quiet desperation. And how come none of it has changed? We're still talking the same stuff, you know, the economy, job, COVID, problems, taxes, crimes, you know, what are we doing about it? We can actually step out of all of these conversations with an awareness of saying, I am going to live a life that is unaffected by this. And it is your words, it is your powerful, powerful words that are going to give you this life. 
But it's not just your words, it's also your thoughts. And it's going to be your thoughts creating your feelings. Okay, so, you know, you just don't have people say, oh, I just feel so sad. And, you know, I'm just going to tell you, you don't just feel sad randomly, okay? You didn't just plop somewhere on a chair, on a couch, and feel sad. You had a thought. There was a thought, and it was probably an associative memory of some kind or a habitual thought that popped in right there. Because remember, we're unconscious. We're back in the groove. You know, you're going to sit on the couch again like you normally do um, at the same time, at the same place. And so when you're in that space and you sit down and you reckon you say to yourself, oh, I'm so sad. Well, there was a thought that happened right before that I am so sad or I can't do this. There was a thought. And then the, the thought that preceded that went into the body because that's the body's familiar feeling. The body knows this. Just like the body knows how to drive without thinking, the body also knows, okay, now we sit on the couch and it is time for sad feelings in my body. So um, we want to take a look at, okay, what can I do about this? Well, number one, you want to raise your consciousness and catch that. Oh, I'm so sad. Then you ask yourself, why am I so sad? Is there anything that happened to me? I'm sitting on my couch. Why am I sad? Am I physically, you can ask yourself, am I physically tired? Or is this a habitual thought that my body recognizes in this moment in time that I am so sad sitting on this couch because I was sad before sitting on this couch maybe years ago or whatever it is. And at that moment, when you have that recognition, that's when you need what's called the state change. The state change says, get up, get out of that situation, walk around the room, put on some music, dance, do something else and change your thought. And the moment that that happens, the moment that you have changed that thought, the body will respond and then you're going to have a different experience. And then maybe five minutes later, somebody is going to call you out of the, out of the blue, right? Um, no, they don't call you out of the blue. They call you because you have just changed your energy. You have changed your thoughts. You have changed your frequency. And that is, that is part of the manifestation process. And so if you're going to start to look at a life of limitless possibilities, then you have to begin to transform your thinking. And then you have to say to yourself, you know what, anything in life is possible. And I'm going to live my life that way. I'm going to, I'm going to look at things um, from a different perspective of that's possible. That's possible. Go back to being in awe of the beauty of nature. Go back to looking at your life as everything around you is a miracle. Look at the flowers that you have in front of you and the beauty in them and the way that they're created and the harmony between everything. Go back and become fully, totally present and out of the habitual state of being. And then in that space, declare the I am and then go for it. And that means also that you got to stop doing things. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm so lonely. Oh, I'm so alone. Oh, I'm so fat. I'm so broke. I'm so this. You got to stop that because you're the creator of that. And the more that you keep saying that, the more you're going to get it. And that is just habituation. And why would you want to have that feed in your body like that? Why would that be the way that 
you want to feed yourself when that would be basically, isn't that kind of like having that, that, um, well, what did I just say that, that kind of, um, quiet desperation happening in your body? Why would you want that when all you have to do is recognize it, step out of it and fill it with joy for the I am in the present moment? Okay. Questions about any of this right now? <laughs> all right. We got some comments going on over here. Um, I don't watch the news. I no longer get upset about it. I don't allow that to affect my life. Yes, it's wonderful to stay, absolutely wonderful to stay away from the media. Uh, just wonderful to stay away from the media because the media, we, we know why. I'm not even going to talk about it, okay? Uh, wonderful to stay away from the media. But now the other thing that is really important also is to start to become really, really super conscious of your thoughts and super conscious of your feelings. And then when you're feeling in a certain way, take a look at the thought that preceded that feeling. You got to catch it. And you're going to notice that it was the thought that gave you that feeling. And that thought was probably, it was probably the habituation and the sleeping that had brought that, you know, when I say the sleeping, I'm talking about being unconsciously aware that you're just unconscious in your body and you're going through the groundhog habituation because that is what the body does. So we have to get really present. Okay. Um, and we have come to the end of the podcast and I want to thank you all for being here today. And Josie and Devin, Eva and Thomas and Bobby, and I'm so happy to have all of you present and live on the call. And if anybody has any questions for next week, um, please send them in because my guest next week is going to be Rick Morrison and he is the author of The Hug Store. And we're going to talk about hugging, physical contact, how important it is to hug and how important it is to be mindful of what we tell our children about hugging. And we'll have that conversation next week, Wednesday. And then the following Wednesday on November 24th, right before Thanksgiving, my guest is Ron Yellen, coach, fitness, uh, fitness owner, uh, gymnast, athlete, Olympic weightlifter. Uh, he's got he's got accolades up the kazoo, and we are going to talk about mental fortitude and the body and the connection between a mind and body. So thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for being here, and thank you for all your wonderful loves and comments. It is my pleasure. Ciao. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody.